Nobody beats the house. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. We come to you live every weeknight at the midnight Eastern. I haven't been over to the store to buy a new headset yet, so I apologize if it's crinkly. We'll move the monitor over. But he's like, what are you looking at over there? That's when I move the monitor over there. Now it comes around in front of my screen. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. It's happening. Watch. Comes in front of my screen. And then it looks down at the table. If I move that out of the way and move this over with my new light setup, which is pretty awesome. Look at my new light setup. I just got to wiggle my robot eye around a little bit here. Maybe adjust the height. No, I think I did this intentionally, actually. So it's not. So this way I can bring it up. Yep, that's what it's all about. On Tuesdays, we take a look at one of our 50 states. And we talk about the uh, two anus of that state. So uh, welcome to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live on weeknights, every single weeknight, for maybe three, 1,300 and something episodes of it. Not that many. A lot of other channels have gone 1,300 and something episodes live, I'm sure, focused on 2A. It's no big deal. But uh, since we're doing it, you know, not so much for the fame and fortune as to accomplish some things on Mondays, try to motivate people to be part of what's going on here. It's 2020 after all. It's a pretty good time to be in 2A. On Tuesdays, we talk about 2A itself. On Wednesdays, we uh, have some fun and we do the tactical quiz. It's amazing. Thursdays is when we talk about the uh, travel and training, which is the two T's that make guns tedious for people that are just observers. A lot of people that just want to play 2A, want to cosplay, guess what they're not interested in doing? Going anywhere or learning anything. So travel and training is for the hardcore, hardest of core, excuse me, just the hardest of core. And then on Fridays, we use the immense reach of our giant YouTube channel and other social platforms to promote the good work that others do with the focus on the Second Amendment. And we do that with a weekly wrap-up. 
I guess on Saturdays, we also go live and do the uh, Ask Gun questions with a couple of friends that have been lifetime gun owners, Tony Simon and Clover Tech. And then on Sundays, we do similar thing to what we do on Fridays, but we look at Instagram. So it's no big deal. We just go live every single day for a couple hours. On Tuesdays, we talk about the states, as we mentioned, and we do this live. I guess I mentioned that. Let's take a second to say thanks to the people that are showing up live. It matters. We could be doing this as a well-produced video. I could do it at my leisure. I could do them in batches. I could make it all look fancy so that it would get the most bang for the buck on the uh, pocketbook. But I appreciate the live interaction. So G23 is out here watching the show live. Good evening. Krabby Turtle is also out here. So it's just the two of y'all. Shall we uh, take a look at this book? So this is a book where we uh, took this project we have called Minuteman University, an attempt to create skills and resources for Second Amendment advocates, something that was created in the living room of Charles Heller. I forget what year. I'd have to look it up. And it was done while I was working with the Arizona Citizens Defense League, but they shit on it. They said, no, I don't want to do that. So then I was like, hmm, I do want to do it. So I did it. So it's a bunch of skills and it's a bunch of resources. Right now, the skills are mostly an outline because we haven't really worked on it. I'm trying to do the resources first. One way to get those resources out to the world in a way that's useful is at least a thought was to put it in a book and to have one page for each state. And we have some similar information on each page, at least it's laid out in a similar way. And then uh, each, you know, the details of each state will let us uh, both have insight about the state, but also allow us to quickly compare the states, which can be pretty interesting too. What we do on Tuesdays on this show is we pick a state and we dig into this project from two. Oh, my screen's season up here. And then we um, uh, talk about that state. So the live audience is the one that picks the state. And that reminds me, I really need to log into the other account over here. Go over to that channel. Eh, I'll just do it on this channel. Wait, what channel is this even on? This is only on one channel. I have to log over to the other channel. And then we'll put up a poll. And it looks like Krabby Turtle and G23, the only two people watching tonight, will choose... Oh, wait a minute. I clicked the wrong button. Sorry. I'm trying to talk and click at the same time. It's very difficult for me. So they're going to choose uh, which thing is going to be next week, which state is going to be next week. There we go. I think I'm clicking on the right buttons now. And we'll click on that button. So next we'll be on this screen, and then I can go over. Are you kidding me? I have to click on more buttons. Come on, man. I should be able to just click on this, I guess. It's kind of one button, but it's really a button, and I have to wait for a couple of things to happen, so I might as well click on a couple of buttons. Still waiting. You can watch me wait over here. So I use this laptop monitor as a second monitor, and then I have this extremely wide monitor. I don't want anybody to be scared, but I have this extremely wide monitor over here where I do my work on it. And this is my side monitor. And that's, look how long it's taken for this show to show up. Is, is my connection good? Normally, over here, I have a thing that tells me my connection's bad. Come on. Now, that's how I lose my mic, so I don't know where my mouse is. Waiting for my mouse to show up. There it is. All right, now I'm shut that guy up. All right, so uh, what was I over here for? So we can create a poll. This is how you create a poll. A lot of people won't show you how to do this because they're scared you're going to learn the secrets. You go in here and you find the thing. i got to find my mouse again. Remember, I have a lot of screen here. Okay, so clicking on that. 
now it's up. This is what it's like for barbecue trying to do this, I bet. And then we type something in here. And this time, what we're going to type is the description of this video, which is which state should we focus on next week. So I am actually just going to copy that from over here. Come on. Copy that from over here. Paste it up here. Now, a lot of people would go around saying, oh, yeah, I typed everything. I typed in my poll by hand. Well, they don't really type in their poll by hand. So the the questions are going to, the options are going to be South Carolina, Oregon, which is pretty much a borders Oregon, I think. Or I mean a borders South Carolina, I think. And then Washington. How come Oregon and Washington? What's with the ONs of those states? Coincidence? And then New York. That's another state. I think it also borders Oregon. So we're going to click that over there. Boom. And then we click this button right here. Bink. And now it goes to the internet, out to the servers, back to your servers. And now it's on your screen like it's on my screen. Y'all can vote. I can't vote because it's my poll. See that? I can't even click on it. So now y'all, the people that are watching this live, are going to, uh, what's it called? You're going to choose the fate of what happens next week on this show. Let's get into Louisiana. That's the way they say it down there. Uh, I mentioned before, I'll say it again, this is a misprint. I screwed up when I was uh, printing this one, and I'm cheap, so instead of throwing it away, I've uh, kept using it. Oh, Louisiana is easy to find because it's right near the middle. All right, well, so here's the deal. Some of these states, let's use a state right next to it, Pennsylvania, a gun state. You know how gun it is? They have a state gun, for crying out loud. They're saying Second Amendment sanctuary. They've got all kinds of stuff going on. Tons of people, right? Giant state for 2A. One of the largest states for 2A. Second state in the union. So how 2A can that be? Second state in the union. Next to it, in this misprint, is Louisiana. Well, you can see that PA has, Pennsylvania has so much stuff going on for 2A. PA for 2A, right? They got so much stuff going on for 2A. They require the whole page. In fact, they probably could cram over to another page if I let them. I didn't let them, though. Louisiana doesn't have that much stuff going on. So it only takes about a half a page. That's a bonus. Whenever that happens with this show, we take the rest of the page there. And in the publication here, the project, we added some extra stuff. So what we're going to do is dig into that extra stuff here. When we're at to that point. Don't get ahead of ourselves here. So the first thing we're going to take a look at is an overall looks like Louisiana's got stuff going on. Now I'm going to mention right off the bat, I want to apologize right off the bat, that I didn't know about Johnny Rowland when I put this together in 2020, and I should have because Johnny Rowland is freaking awesome. So Johnny Rowland um, shooting show uh, was based out of Louisiana, and uh, what the hell is this? I just seen this sitting on the thing here what is this a bug yeah what is that some kind of spider larvae seriously what the hell was that yeah some bug flew away from where it was i think some freaking bug laid a larvae there that is super gross is that a mouse poop some mouse had the balls to drive up here and poop Kind of look like a mouse poop. 
All right. Well, anyway, let's get back to Louisiana. I didn't know about Johnny Rowland shooting shells, so I would have had him in here if I'd have known. So kind of feel bad. I'm embarrassed. All right. So uh, Louisiana, 18th state in the union. Looks like a boot. Everybody knows it. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, this It was admitted in April 30th, 1812. Hmm. Um, we'll just let that go. Some of the states have a state constitution. Some of them don't. Louisiana does, and they have a Second Amendment in their state constitution. Only nine states don't. Article 1, Section 11 of the Louisiana state constitution is the right of each citizen to keep and bear arms is fundamental and should not and shall not be infringed. Any restriction on this right shall be subject to strict scrutiny. I'm giving up snaps because that seems kind of short and to the point. I don't know what strict scrutiny is, but you're going to be subject to it if you mess with their Second Amendment. Um, I kind of feel like there's some things that they say politely in Louisiana where they're just saying it politely, but they're not going to act on it politely, if you know what I'm saying. So I feel like that's one of the polite ways of saying don't mess with our guns. Uh, then we got open carry without a permit because the Louisiana, right? Come on. Uh, concealed carry, since 1996, they've been shall issue with 174,000 permits. Some people go, okay, that's interesting, 174,000 permits. But where does that rank with the rest of, the rest of the states? How do we know if that's a lot of permits or if that's a little permits or what's going on with that? So, well, what is this? I forgot about what I put here. Uh, something else. Um, one of these half pages that we mentioned earlier has got the uh, number of CCW permits in each state just for this such a comparison. So that's what I'm looking for right now is the CCWs. Let's just say that if this thing was not printed poorly, I think I'd be able to find it because I have a table of contents, but it's all printed cattywampus. Is that politically correct? Am I allowed to say that? Um, number of CCW permits per state, if I remember correctly, Louisiana has 174,000, which places um, between Missouri and Arkansas, is how they say it there, uh, Arkansas. So, you know, Arkansas has a lot, 220,000, less than Illinois for some reason. And it does put them in the small column. I mean, there's some states with more than a million. We're looking at you, Florida, Pennsylvania, and Texas. Georgia has close to a million. And now that they have constitutional carry, I suspect we're going to see over a million there. But 174,000 is really not that many. But we don't know the state of po the population of Louisiana, so maybe it is a lot. I don't know. But that gives you some idea of where it ranks to the rest of the states. That was concealed carry. Now let's talk about constitutional carry. Does Louisiana have constitutional carry? I forget. I think they were the one of the ones that almost got it. I don't want to rub it in or nothing. Um, going over to Hattie Wampus is legit. Doggy Wampus is not. I wouldn't doggy Wampus nothing. Um, I'm looking for Conceal or no constitutional carry. Here's where I'm looking. Whoops, I'm looking over here on Minuteman. It's a website. 
talks about this kind of stuff, constitutional carry. It's on that link when you click on it. Louisiana is still in red. So sorry, Louisiana. Not yet. So I know that it was one of those states where it was like teetering on the totter, teetering on the totter, whatever it is. Um, and they've almost got it. So hopefully there'll be 26. Suppressors for hunting, 2014, the 31st state to remove prohibitions on suppressors for hunting. You might think back in 2014, there wasn't that many states that were okay with suppressors for hunting, but no, there was 30 of them. And then Louisiana became the 31st of them. Now, Louisiana has only one out of its 64 parishes that's a sanctuary area. So I guess it's not a county, it's a sanctuary parish, but at least it's something. So, and there's definitely potential for this to be wrong. This was printed in 2020 or assembled and you know printed in 2020. Uh, so the goal here is to offer, you know, a current and I've done this every year. Uh, we have a scroll going down right there. The bottom of the screen says, our Patreons make it possible for us to spend time on projects like these. I wonder if that works or if the, the what do you call it, the uh, lag doesn't make that work. But now it says thank you right there. And then it has a link right here to our Patreon. About 140 something people make it possible for us to spend time on projects like this, putting the servers up and the websites in the first place and then taking the time to make a couple of cartoons and then assembling all the rest of the information and then having it on the website always, and then taking that information from the website in 2020 and put it into this format, having the software and the time to be able to do that. So thanks for that. And not to mention the printer and the toner for the printer and learning how to make you know this version of the book out of that. So thanks to the Patreons that make it possible. Um, we've got a couple of things to talk about in Louisiana. One is the National World War II Museum, started in 2000, so it's a couple of 20 years old. They've got 400 firearms, only 84 of them are on display, so I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I have not been there to New Orleans, so I have not been there. I'm curious, though. I'm, gonna, you know, I'm not going to go to it, but if I go near New Orleans, I'll try to stop by for sure. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Rob Morse from Slow Facts blog. Uh, he's been doing that since 2011. He hangs out with the Plight Society podcast, hangs out with Tony Simon, and does uh, uh, is it the Armed Citizens podcast. I'm not sure. I don't know the name of that one. Um, but uh, podcaster and blogger and co-host of many shows in Louisiana. Then we got uh, Grisham. So Tom Grisham comes from a line of a dude called something other Grisham. I forgot his dad's name. Bob Grisham, Tom, no, Paul Grisham. I forgot his dad's name. But his dad's name, uh, or his dad was a TV star and uh, did a bunch of TV hunting shows and gun shows. And now his son does a radio show called Gun Talk. I think it's syndicated. Um, and then we've got Sports South down there. Pretty interesting, kind of the middlemen, the people that buy, purchase from the manufacturers in enough bulk that lets the manufacturers do their job, like create things and manufacture. Then allows the Sports South does the interface with all the different gun shops and FFLs out there so that they get an idea of like how many they can buy and then how many they're going to be able to sell. That's the kind of stuff that happens at SHOT Show. Lipsies is pretty much the same thing, a little bit different. Both of these, I understand, if I remember the story correctly, were 
sporting goods stores back in the end of World War II. Quite a few sporting goods started up, or sporting goods stores started up. You had mail order and and people interested in uh, modifying their their bring back rifles and stuff or the inexpensive surplus stuff you could buy. And uh, the beginning of gunsmithing and modifications really sprung up. And then being able to purchase specific gear that wasn't necessarily available at your local sporting goods places. There was no Walmart to offer, um, you know, distrib distribution of lots of products. So the products were mostly determined by the tastes and the, you know, the ability of your local store to have, you know, product. So some of the catalog stores allowed for the manufacturers to reach actual end users that were interested in high-end or performance gear that allowed those uh, manufacturers to amplify their production in specific realms. So maybe outdoor wear or bootery or beltery or other kind of stuff that everybody takes for granted. Oh, we just deserve backpacks. We just deserve water bottles that don't leak. You know, we're just uh, in entitled to all this stuff that exists at whatever big five store is out there. Well, I like to put this stuff in here because I'm pretty sure if these companies weren't there back in 1941, 1841, what? 1841 and 1953. Yeah, now that I remember it, Sports South started up freaking a long time ago and they've been a store ever since. So if those stores didn't exist, we probably wouldn't have the situations we got today. So that's the goal is to put that kind of information in here, give us a catalyst, something to talk about. And then uh, when this is a decent one that isn't misprinted, there's a nice table of contents up front. It lets you get to the different states quickly, all the different little side information that we're about to take a look at quickly. And then uh, becomes a resource, something that people know they've got. They can grab it, make the check, finish their article, have that conversation, you know, whatever. So, uh, this one was uh, short because there's not that much stuff there, but we do want to thank uh, Gun Library Garrett, who is the one that sponsored this page. Uh, one of the other things we have on some of the, on one of the pages here is a list of all the people that help make this possible. Our Patreons give us the time and the ability to spend, well, the time in the servers to make this possible to get this information collected. But this specific effort uh, required some time and that was uh, done with a crowdfunding thing. Also the effort there is to create awareness so that people have an opportunity to share the project and the concept and to put that on the internet on as many platforms as possible. So using the capitalism to put it on a uh, crowdfunding platform gives the project itself, the Minuteman University and specifically this book, uh, a little bit more reach on platforms that might not normally get Second Amendment focused gun stuff or even gun stuff at all, maybe. So anyway, thanks to Gun Library Garrett for dropping a couple of bucks to make that page possible. And I like to say thanks to the people that do that because I don't get big grants from places. I'm not independently wealthy. I depend on folks who want to throw a cup of coffee at us or maybe lunch or something once a month. And that accumulates to allow us to do what we do. All right, so Olympic shooting is what we decided to put on the rest of this page. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this. I'm, well, I shouldn't say a big fan. I'm just not, you know, I've never been a follower of Olympic shooting. I'm a big fan of the concept. I just don't know much about it. So I'm, I'm a novice for sure, and I'm attempting. So I did do some research in the various uh, iterations of the Minuteman University and some of the other projects like this to take that data and put it into books. 
And I wanted to include Olympic shooting because even though it's not my thing, I know that it is important and it's great for normalization of firearms. After all, there's been firearms in every single Olympics. So uh, six shooting sports right now, 15 different events in three disciplines, rifle, pistol, and shotgun. However, that hasn't always been the case. So starting in 1825, when the first recorded trap shooting match was in Cincinnati, Ohio. Did you know that trap shooting, in fact, all competition sports started in Ohio with trap shooting? But people didn't know that. And there's a lot of people that hate Ohio because of that kind of history of shooting. Uh, 1896, shooting one of the nine events in the first modern Olympic Games, or shooting was one of the nine events in the modern Olympic Games of 1896. So in 1896 was the modern Olympics. The old Olympics were, you know, back in the days of Greece or something. So there was the first world shooting championships in France the year later. So first we start off with the first recorded sport of any kind of shooting, which was trap shooting in Ohio. Then you have the first Olympics in 1896. Then you have the first world championships over in France because they're trying to copy off Ohio. Then in 1900, so 75 years later, they go, let's quit shooting at birds and let's shoot at pieces of ceramic or pieces of asphalt that we call clay. It's really asphalt and sand. So it's basically tar and sand you're shooting at. So, oh yeah, let's just shoot it out in the desert and leave a bunch of asphalt out there. Anyway, they decided to quit shooting birds and shoot clay targets. In 1920, there were 21 shooting events at the Olympics. What? So the first Olympics in 1896 had nine events, or I mean one shooting event and nine actual events. By 1920, the Olympics were so cool. There was 29 shooting events. I bet you there was like six different running events and all kinds of different things, pole vaulting and spear fishing or whatever they do. Uh, let's see, then uh, the 1984, nothing happened until 1984, 64 years later. And then that was the first time a woman, uh, Olympic shooting first open. Oh, so that was the first time a woman could shoot. We allowed him to shoot. Then archery became a thing. Oh, we let women shoot archery in 1904 because we figured after 20 years of shooting rifles that it was okay for them to shoot archery also. Then in 1907, the International Shooting Sport Federation was created, so ISSF, which eventually NRA takes over. Then you get uh, 1915, skeet shooting was originated. So between 1825 and 1915, there was no such thing as skeet. So anybody who's like, oh, man, I used to skeet shoot in 1912. Liar, they didn't invent it until 1915. So uh, then you get the first female events at the World Shooting Championships, which is in Russia. It was in 1958. Uh, then in 1976, you get Paralympic shooting. That begins in Colorado in the United States because we actually give a shit about stuff like that. Firearms is therapy and uh, something to do. Then you get 1979, the uh, International Something Something Coalition. Uh, added three separate events for women. So there you go. Now women can do three different things instead of just one. By 1979, so it only took them like 70 years, and then they could do three things. Uh, 1980, National, what is that called? NCAA was developed in Indiana. 1985, U.S. shooting starts in Colorado Springs, Colorado. All right, then the Olympics starts going nuts for some reason. So somebody tell me why this happens. But basically every other year they decide to just start changing how many events there are for shooting. So right now 
there are 15 events, six men, six women's, and three mixed. So I don't know a bunch about Olympics, but now you know as much as I knew about the Olympics back in 1920. And now I don't know much that much more. But there is this uh, post or channel on Instagram that I watch for Olympic shooting stuff. And then I also watch the Paralympic sport, wait, Paralympic shooting, which is uh, another channel. It's a little international, but it's cool to see folks uh, enjoying uh, shooting sports. All right, so normally we would also, since I am logged into this channel, we would also jump over to the, I can show you what I'm doing here. A lot of people are scared to show you what they do off here or behind the scenes here. But what I'm going to do is open this in a new window. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to jump over. See how incredibly slow my computer is? This is not my internet being slow. This is YouTube censorship. Don't let anybody tell you any different. So we're going over to here and we're going to go to there. Click. And then when that opens up, it's like coming in with future. I can just wave my fingers and the screen changes and whatnot. Uh, I was going to see if we had a poll over here, but it looks like someone will be named, remain nameless uh, didn't put up a poll for us this week. So we're going to have to go backwards through the list here and find, we're just going to keep going backwards through the list here, waving my fingers at it, and it'll happen. And uh, we found... Holly Sullivan. So we're going to choose Holly Sullivan tonight. So now we're going to go back over to Minuteman University. It's easy to find. Just go to my bookmarks and click on 2A History and then click on Minuteman University. It's very easy to find on the internet. And then go down to Resources and come on, come on. Over to Activists, click on that. Internet censorship will happen. And then we'll go down to Holly Sullivan. You might go... So good about Holly Sullivan. Why are we talking about her? Um, here, we're about to talk about it. So as soon as I find her in the list here, click on her. She's sure, first off, she's president of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League. So she's first female head of a state-level gun owners' rights organization. Uh, I believe she's been doing that for a couple of years. And then she's also the Connecticut delegate. I guess you can look at this closer. She's the Connecticut delegate for the D.C. project. She's also the D.C. project... Northeast Regional Director. Also, it's okay for a girl to do that position. She's also, I already said that, and then she's competed in IDPA, and uh, she's also quite often, well, I would say recently, been, uh, since she's the representative of CCDL, if you're familiar with CCDL from the patch batch over here, eventually you'll see CCDL on the wall there. As a representative of CCDL, uh, Holly is all, often on the TV, on the news and whatnot. So she's a Jacqueline of all trades. Is that how you say it? Do we not be sexist? I don't know. So with that, that's our Second Amendment activist of the day. And then we'll use Connecticut Citizens Defense League as the organization of the day. Why? Because I'm lazy. And all I got to do is go up here and click on... CCDL, Connecticut Citizens Defense League. For some reason, I haven't linked, so we'll click it up there to search. Click there. It'll open up. We'll click on it. How am I doing with time? Oh, I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm trying to get out of here at a certain time today, so we're, we're on the schedule for that. Let's take a look. Cid Connecticut Citizens Defense League, a nonpartisan grassroots organization devoted to advocating rights affirmed by the Constitution 
and the state of Connecticut, were especially dedicated protecting the inalienable right of all citizens to keep and bear arms for the defense of both self and state through public enlightenment and legislative action. So it's a flowery, verbose way of saying they're all about public enlightenment and legislative action. So two things that are important. And um, they could say on all levels, because in my experience, they've been working at more than one level, national, state, and local levels uh, for this awareness and activism. So when it says, you know, legislative action, big deal, anybody can write that, right? What does that mean? Well, for one thing, the Connecticut Citizens Defense League did already was to, or were, was they facilitated testimonials for the, what was it, the governor of the, the state had come up with some heinous infringements to attempt to subject the state to. And the uh, Connecticut Citizens Defense League found some space to provide a facility, a place for the members and anybody else who might want to join to show up and congregate while they waited for their turn to be to offer testimony to the state house i think it was so where normally you'd be at home wondering what to do what the procedure is did i do it right what do i do next you know instead they've created a, they've create they fostered an atmosphere they created an atmosphere where individuals could feel more comfortable and aware as they participated in their civic i don't want to say responsibility but some people would say responsibility even obligation but they created it at uh, they facilitated that for folks who wanted to participate what they also did is learn how to do that so that they can now you know do that again they can do it better they can amplify it people can see that it's been done so it'll feel more comfortable for people so they're doing a lot on those fronts. In addition, as I mentioned, they'll represent the state or the uh, gun owners of the state uh, through um, in-person, um, I guess, testimonials, in-person testimony to either the House or specific, uh, what do they call them, committees. Fancy shows with mute. Well, they were drinking, but I'm in Arizona, and I'll pass out if I don't drink a lot or a bunch of times. So here, on Saturdays, we do a show with, here, I'll show you behind the scenes with this really going on. Here. I want to drink this water, right? We all know that. Here's the water that I'm about to drink. So we're going to go over here, and we're going to flip this part over. We're flipping the switch, flipping the script. So now it's over here. On Saturdays, me and Clover and Tony do a show where we answer y'all's questions. And uh, I'm going to drink this water, and y'all can hear about that. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007. And since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. That's how much water I drank. So it's Arizona. Welcome to dehydration and trying not to be dehydrated. After the show, I'm going to go try to walk like four miles. It's like, let's see how hot it is out there. Um, it's only 92 right now. 
at nine o'clock or whatever time it is. 92, 10 o'clock. Come on, man. So citizen or Connecticut Citizens Defense League. Sure, do they steal the name off Arizona Citizens Defense League? Yes. Do they owe us for that? Yes. Is Pima County, the city, or I mean the county where Tucson is in, larger than the state of Connecticut? Yes. These are all facts. But Arizona Citizens Defense League is a bigger organization, and we're willing to overlook it this time. This time. Plus, they went with a black and white logo, which doesn't offend us because <clears throat> we use a color logo and our state has a better looking flag. However, what's their excuse for using this Beretta, huh? I feel like Second Amendment advocates would be better off if we didn't use stupid Berettas in our imagery and our, in our optics. It looks bad. It's an Italian company for one. It can be taken apart by a ninja and used against you for another. And we all know it. We don't want to talk about it. More than likely, it's nine millimeter. Well, so here's the deal. A lot of places would dance around the edges and not talk about the real deal about Connecticut Citizens Defense League. I'm willing to talk about the real deal and the good parts that they do. So let's not, just because they used a nine millimeter bread in their logo doesn't mean they're a bad organization. They do good things, as we mentioned earlier. Um, it was 102 today. 102. Today I went out and did some yard work. It was pretty fun. Let's see if I can get some. You can see how much grass and junk there is on my phone. Let me kill my phone here. I was using my phone to video some yard clipping today. Let's watch some yard clipping. So here is behind the van. That's what it looks like behind the van. I don't know if you can in the see this. Pretty amazing, pretty fun. I'll skip ahead to the fun part. I've got a whole nother channel where we just weed eat, eating weeds for the most part. Oh, let me get this on the screen for you. This is the thrilling part. I was going around the van wheel. This is right around the wheel of the van. Or no, this is the back bumper, excuse me. Pretty, it's right before I get to the wheel. I don't want to spoil nothing, but I'll get to the wheel here in a minute. 2022, we live in a world where you can get paid to take video of cutting the grass with a lawnmower thing. $35 at Walmart, at uh, Harbor Freight. Uh, so yeah, so that was the uh, show, 39 minutes of it. Um, that's it. I got other things I got to do today. So Louisiana, guess what? You didn't have that much stuff to talk about. Guess what? I don't know that much stuff about Olympic shooting. Guess what? That's it. That's it. That's we're done. So with that, thanks everybody for joining us live. Uh, tomorrow is the uh, tactical quiz, which is going to be super amazing. They're always amazing, but this one will be even more super amazing. I've had it tested by a independent uh, third party, and they also verified that it will be super amazing tomorrow. Um, other things happen during the day. You might want to check them out, but here's the thing. Don't feel like those things are going to disappoint you because they're not as good as the tactical quiz. That's just a poor way to go about the day. Think about it that the you'll experience the tactical quiz, and then a week later, you'll have another tactical quiz. So that should be able to get you by. Thursday, we talk about... Uh, training again, how to be a 2A activist. It'll be thrilling for 2A activists. And then Friday, we give credit to everybody else who is doing stuff for the Second Amendment out there. 
and try to give them some extra reach just like this camera look how far away i can get this camera this is technically as far away as i can get the camera i'm having to bend this down in order to do it but that's the kind of reach we can get look at this that's the kind of reach we're talking about all right with that uh we're out of here thanks for tuning in live people that tune in live got to choose where did it go? They got to choose somewhere over here, maybe the uh, the the state that we're gonna come on, the state that we're gonna choose next week. I have to put the lid back up. That means I have to go farther close again. Here we go. All right. Oh snap! Here's the deal. New York gets no love on this for some reason. No one ever chooses New York ever. Nobody even gives a shit about New York on this poll. Washington got one vote. It looks like. Oregon got two votes. South Carolina, however, got whaled on with two votes. So South Carolina is our state for next week. It's never been done before. No one has ever focused on the state of California's two anus. Next week, we'll be focusing completely on the two anus of South Carolina, the southern of the two Carolinas. A lot of people know, didn't even realize this Carolinas had split up, but yeah. A while back, they decided it just uh, was irreconcilable. And uh, they decided that it'd be better for everyone if uh, they just put a split in the middle of them. Sort of like the split between 9mm caliber owners and everyone who shoots a decent caliber. With that, we'll end this one. And uh, beg you not to hate everything else you watch until the Daily Gunshot or until tomorrow's tactical quiz. Is New York even a state? I don't know. I mean, at one point, back when states, you know, when everybody just walked around naming everything a state, what is that? A cactus? No, it's a state. Like, what's that? A rock? No, it's a state. Yeah, New York was a state back then. Nowadays, the modern definition of a state? Come on. State of mind? There we go. That could be. I've heard of a New York state of mind before. All right, we're ending the poll. It's official. Boom. South Carolina. Uh, that was G23 chiming in there. I think DJ also came in. Thanks for joining. And everybody else didn't watch this. Only four people watched this tonight. Uh, any other number of people that you might see in the category stats out there? Federal agents getting paid overtime. You know, they hired 87,000 IRS agents. How many new agents did they come up with to try to keep up with these shows? Can't even imagine. So if you're getting paid overtime, dick. And uh, for watching this, I mean, as a federal agent, the rest of you, if you're getting paid overtime on the night crew, that's what you're there for. Um, uh, let's see. So I'm going over here. Oh, yeah. This is how this show ends. A lot of people don't show you how this stuff ends. You go over here and you're just living your life, spinning around, playing with the infinite nature of the Internet. You know, the in Internet's infinite. Here, I can poke the infiniteness right here. That's the infiniteness. You can see it here. I'll poke it, and then you can see it. That's the infinite lag of the Internet. Anyhow, um, you can also see what I do over here. I click on this. Oh, wrong one. Then I click on this. You go like this. And then you have to click another one to click. I'm going to scroll down and click this one. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. 
and when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. Thanks for everybody who purchases stuff from that store. Uh, we got about 10 bucks last time stuff comes through. You get about five bucks for, we have, we, we have it set up as about five bucks per thing you buy. So thanks to everybody who purchases stuff at that store. Um, and looks like uh, Woods was out there. If I missed him. And if I missed anybody else, uh, I'm not saying you are a federal agent. I'm just saying you were mistaken for a federal agent this evening. Uh, and then we'll click over here and then we'll click on the last one. Tonight's episode, The Endangered Species. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com.